0: Right
1: here on Monday night, you want a war? You're gonna get one. You fans can stick it, brother. Brett screwed Brett. This is bullshit. And I also appreciate the fact that hell, you can kiss my ass. Hello
2: everyone and welcome to the 97th Squared Circle Gazette Radio, I am Limo O'Rourke alongside Carl Jones Hey yo And Kieran O'Rourke Kieran O'Rourke And uh, how is your car by the way Kieran? So it's phenomenal, it stops now Yeah! <laughs> yeah of course we are back this week for the latest installment of the monday night war timeline this week covering october of 1998 we were going to deliver this last week we had a uh, car troubles as mentioned there uh so of course we, we were following off from our last episode uh, which if you didn't hear you can go back and listen in the archives at squaredcirclegazette.com uh september 98 we covered last time we were here around the oaken table and you can subscribe to us on itunes to make sure you never miss an episode going forward these uh these timeline shows are always very fun as always, we have uh, notes from the Wrestling Observer newsletters of the time to talk about the, uh, the backstage news and notes that was going on behind the scenes in WCW and the WF, and of course, looking to cover every uh, incident and show of this period of time, Raw, Nitro and pay-per-view. We're going to kick it off with October 1st. Of course, one of the issues last time on the show we talked about, lads, was uh, the Scott Hall drinking issues and whether it was bad taste, October 1st. This week's Scott Hall arrest was outside a strip club in Orlando, Florida called the Diamond Mine, where he allegedly scratched up a $65,000 white limo with his keys, making a 7-foot-long scratch doing $2,000 worth of damage. Allegedly, while Hall was doing this, the driver was still in the car and called the police. Hall was arrested on third-degree assault charges and taken to jail, where he was released on $500 bail. The humour in this situation has long ceased being funny, says Dave.
1: But the real key... To this. Oh, lovely! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you mean to say do just want to get that in there? No, no, I, 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 only in sort of the sarcastic sense that at least with an with an incident like that, which is sort of escalating the situation, they'll have the good sense to not have Nash do some sort of throwaway line on Nitro sure I being mean, kicked out of every strip club or anything like that. So you know, they'll learn and grow the next note in the observer here some talk that either at World War
2: 3 or Starcade Hall vs. Nash will take place in a bar fight match <laughs> taped in a bar <laughs> so uh, that would have been hilarious well you know we kind of got a little bit of that on Nitros. we'll get to uh, there was also a lot of talk this week about adding Bret Hart to the Horseman and subtracting Steve McMichael of course this being after they've just turned Bret back heel this would have been a, a, a dynamite idea if they'd have done this in September when they were kind of teasing Bret as a baby face but I'm glad they thought of this now
1: <laughs> yeah
2: uh, speaking of The Horseman, the plan is to keep Flair's return to the ring held off until Starrcade 98 at the earliest, but plans mean nothing the way business is going right now. So uh, that's, uh, that's where things currently stand with The Horseman and uh, Scott Hall. We move here to the first shows of this timeline. October 5th, it's a taped episode of Monday Night Raw, and uh, the big thing here, it's Vince in the hospital bed after uh, after uh, Taken and Kane had uh, broken his ankle the previous week. He's in hospital, the heart monitor for some reason. Uh, I don't know why, but of course we get the Mankind segment here, debuting Mr Socko with Yerp or the Clown. Come on Carl this, this is custom made if you to talk about how, how proud you were to see your hero with the sock puppet on his
1: hand. I'm not sure pride is what I was feeling at the time, but you know at least I can be big enough in retrospect to, to look back and see. His, his comedic timing is almost second to none in that company. <laughs> What's the little the, the, and, uh, the whistle thing that he <laughs>
2: blows? That to me is the, the funniest part of the whole thing. He keeps blowing oh, the, thing.
1: the the bit where Vince finally snaps it. Damn it, Lee! <laughs> <laughs> <That's the one. laughs> Take this crap with you. <laughs> but no, it's um just w- watching it back now. Obviously, we, we know what became of the whole Socco situation, and Foley sort of made a career out of it in in later years, and uh, and more of this comedic element to mankind, which I think was far better than um, than what they'd mused about in uh, in the previous time about going back to Cactus Jack. I think this was a much better use of Foley, which we touched upon last time. But to think that sort of that sort of that throwaway segment (laughs) became part of Foley's go-to repertoire over the next 18 months
2: only topped by later in the same episode, Steve Austin dressed up as a doctor, I'll take it from here, nurse, <laughs> diving onto the bed, and again, just one of my all-time favourite comedic moments in wrestling is, is Steve Austin pounding away on the foot, saying, how do you like that, while well, Vince just screams at the top of his lungs, followed, of course, by the bedpan. Let's not forget the defibrillators,
1: even. <laughs> and, and I, loved, I always love the little touches, all the way The uh, he's flatlining. On the heart, <laughs> in the You just hear it. <laughs>
2: yeah, of course he ends up with uh, giving him the enema. That this will hurt you a lot more than it hurts me, and sticking the tube in his ass. Which they censored here on, uh, great, on Sky great, in the UK. Great line, though. It I, is always, great.
1: I always knew you were full of shit, let's That's how full of shit you really are.
2: <laughs> uh, also on the show, D'Lo Brown, he of head bobbing fame, beats X Pack for the European title. So, uh, D'Lo. Yeah! Yeah, you know, obviously held the European title previously, but uh, it felt like this series with X Pac. This back and forth, they exchanged about a couple of times uh, over the the, the previous month and this one too. And uh, I really kind of this was kind of the period again. X Pac's awesome. This part of the timeline, I'm really thinking that Delos, Delos, just looking like the next potential guy that we could uh, could make something of in this.
1: Yeah, you, you unique look, environment. yeah, and, and you, well, you, you're looking and thinking he, he could be more than he eventually went on to become, regrettably, but.
0: Yeah, especially in context, context of, um, what they've done with Rock up to this point mm. now. It's like, now, look, you, you kind of felt it before when Rock was getting over in the nation, obviously at the elevation of being the leader of Farouk, and then he gets the push was past month or so so yeah it was, like, it was tangible you can see so, yeah, you Delo's you not far away from Delo's the next one going to get this push yeah. surely and,
1: and you think he gets a bit of the rub from the rock as well you think that'd, that'd work in his favour so it, it's easy to see why we'd sort of project more for him than, uh, than eventually came to pass
2: also, Mark Mero beats Vader. Uh, obviously the intention is for Vader to go home and they're probably now just trying to get out of his guaranteed contract. Uh, after the match, Jacqueline cuts Sable's hair and there's another Tory sighting, if that means anything to anybody. Uh, Steven Regal, the real man's man is coming to the WF and this time he's drinking orange juice, including the pulp. Squeezing it with his bare hands. Squeezed it
1: himself. <laughs> no juice enough for him
2: Owen Hearth did two interviews in the building when this was taped but they heavily edited both of them until he basically walked out and said nothing what was edited uh, was him saying he'd never be back and then later saying the fans would never see him in a- again uh, this being actually paralysed The wink wink Dan Seven uh, previous week with the reverse pile driver situation uh, the plan seems to be to bring him back for Survivor Series in a new role so we'll, uh, we'll talk mm. about that later uh, Val Bina versus Gang Grill takes place here Christian is with Gang Grill uh, and an usher gives Val Gold Letter and Glitter 4 so of course we're uh, continuing the tease of Goldest Return uh, was,
1: was this the same Usher from 96
2: I'm not sure it, it looked it looked similar mm. kind of weaselly guy Pro- yeah. probably wasn't rodent features yeah exactly uh, Mark Henry sues China for sexual
1: harassment <laughs> <laughs> yeah I always think Mark Henry was pretty underrated during this but he, he had some wonderful comedic timing he did yeah, yeah,
0: totally, yeah totally. watching his back it's like oh, this guy's pretty entertaining it's like you shouldn't have been a shock in later years when we became actually entertaining and you know semi-valuable it's like I can't didn't have a good rep- reputation at the time though no he really <laughs> didn't
2: um, The Undertaker beats Rock in the main event with a tombstone pile driver right on the chair getting his win back from the previous week of course like on the last episode of the timeline we kind of joked about how they didn't 50-50 book The Rock during the September Unfortunately, it didn't take them long to kind of reverse stance on that. Take it to the win here. D'Lo and Mark Henry are fired from the nation for uh, running away from Kane way back
1: when. So it now effectively becomes a One Rock Nation.
2: Indeed. And over on the other channel, we have the One Warrior Nation this night. October 5th, Nitro. They have a big brawl to start the show. The Wolfpack show up in a home limo And uh, they're kind of like walking to the backstage area looking for NWO Hollywood. Uh, obviously obviously, just, just for some context here the week before Bret Hart had turned on Sting uh, Hogan and Hart were the two top heels in the company it looked like and they were running things of course it's all the uh, the losers here that are taking the beating from the Wolfpack backstage until Sting does finally find Bret Hart beats him up uh, and then of course they end up going to the, uh, the parking lot to find the NWO limousine Sting hijacks a forklift turns over the limo and uh, smashes it with sledgehammers and Sting lets the air out the
1: tyres <laughs> in such a pansy-ass way as well the way that you know, you, 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 and I'm not def- necessarily saying it was a wise thing the way Goldberg smashed the uh, the windows on the limousine a, a year or so later with his fist <laughs> and that sort of thing, but the way in which they're hitting these windows, sort of one armed at a distance, just in case any glass breaks, the wrong yeah, way. Luger especially you know, like doesn't want to get hurt. Fucking pansies. Yeah.
2: Ah, uh, what can you say? Uh, Damien was wrestling Hector Gars when Eddie Guerrero showed up. The match ended for no reason and Eddie told them how Bischoff didn't take care of people who aren't kissing the same ass he's kissing, which is Hogan, and said while this whole building was sold out, the Mexicans were sleeping four to a hotel room and riding seven guys in a rental car while the other guys get limos. He said that Hulk Hogan couldn't lace either of their boots. The segment was dying until the coup de grace. He offered them NWO replica t-shirts called Latino World Order shirts, colored like the Mexican flag and the whole place... Groaned. So uh, there you go. The LWO is here. Is this the next thing for Eddie Guerrero? It's going to really push him to the top. Car. What was it? Initial thoughts on this at the time.
1: Well, L Dandy's there, so uh, <laughs> so it must be a promising sign. He's a jam up guy after all. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think the audience reaction there is is pretty apt. It's, it's it's my first reaction how can, Yeah, it's how just,
0: can it fail though I mean they're not going to be sick of the NWO yet surely it's only been a couple of years <laughs> <And> <laughs> we've only got two of them it's been so varied well, yeah we've only got black and white it's just really a black white and green yeah exactly
1: yeah because bear in mind that the black and white side already have their B team with the likes of Stevie Ray and Vincent what we really need is Eddie Guerrero to be surrounded by a bunch of no marks <laughs> like El Dandy and the single uh, Silver Kings of this world and other people that These they are, just don't bother to name well that's it they're talented
2: guys but they're just they're, they're nobodies to the WCW audience yeah, they've, so. they've, they've,
1: yeah they're, sort of, they're wrestling skills aside they've never been portrayed as anything other than meaningless no so.
2: not, not in WCW they haven't um, they aired a taped warrior interview warrior was oh. there but after the problems the previous week with the warrior sucks chant they didn't dare put him before a live crowd so everybody could see him get booed out of the place again even though it's a taped interview they still edited the shit out of this so I can only imagine how long this actually went but uh, yeah the warrior and the promo actually I didn't hate this at all to be quite honest I thought you know they edited out the, the, the gump, they kept the uh, semi, semi-useful semi verbiage it's,
1: it's just the, the, sort of the campy nature of the multi-colored lighting effect in the background and cursor
2: just, of things to come in, yeah. in the wrestling world unfortunately <laughs> yeah. contrasting that though I thought a really good video with uh, Scott Steiner with his uh, accomplishments and trophies I oh, <laughs> so made
0: the Steiner's great <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah that's the one <laughs> I mean, he made the Steiner's great and he carried Rick on his back and stuff like that <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that was that was a moment. It sort of harkened back to the uh, to the inception of the NWO video package, didn't it? With the black and white, and sort of the Quick cuts. quicker cuts and that sort of thing, and all the trophies that he'd won, and Stein Rick got one as a result, and then all the other trophies that Stein couldn't have because of Scott winning singles. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Steiner then came out with Bagwell. They did a segment that was going to die, but it was saved by Judy Bagwell, who was over huge with the crowd as she was yelling at Marcus and grabbed him by the ear and took him to the back to end the segment. This was actually wildly entertaining, but Bagwell, he's underrated, I'm telling you. During this period of time, Bagwell's got it. (laughs) I was praying for the forklift to come out, to be honest with you. you, are you Are
0: you insinuating that Booker versus Bagwell for the main event of Raw... But for the first ever WCW match on WFTV wasn't a bad idea in conception. I'm not saying no.
2: It was absolutely <laughs> a bad idea in conception. I'm just saying in 1998, Marcus Bagwell he had was his funny. moments. He had his moments, and one of them was getting carried out by the ear by his, his, his dear old mom. The, the reaction this got was it's like a very kind of it's like watching the crowd at Jerry Springer in the crowd here at night. Oh, oh, it that, really that, was.
1: As, as much as I, ugh, I don't want to say I hate Judy Bagwell <laughs> As much as I wasn't thrilled, it's only because she, she
0: turned down at bingo. <laughs>
1: not the 1st but won't the last Red-limed. the crowd the crowd there absolutely ate it up and I, I even yeah, I thought um, Steiner's bit was, <laughs> was quite comical when he grabs her by the wrist and goes you're not my mum again <laughs>
2: Hulk Hogan is running around backstage trying to find the warrior and he looks in the mirror <laughs> and there he is there's the ultimate warrior in the mirror and as Tony Schiavone whispers look at that we can all see him but Bishop cannot Elaborate, Carl, on the segment that you <laughs> so much. It's,
1: it's just... H- Hogan's supposed to be the crazy one. Mm-hmm. But the commentators can see him as well. And the audience can see him. So, are they all crazy and Bischoff's the only sane one because he can't see him? Or is, is Bischoff really the crazy one? And it's all just... The multifaceted nature of it all is just... I almost want to say it's ahead of its time, but really, it's just bullshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I hate this. I, I remember watching this vividly and immediately turned the channel because it's like that's. I think it was still. I think we were still on commercials when this was on. I'm not watching that. That's awful. I hated this segment so much. The scene, the guy in the mirror, that suspension of disbelief thing was still a bit of a thing back then, at least to me as a fan. So uh, yeah, hated
1: it. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised watching uh, this episode back the other day that it was only the one segment because for some reason I got it worked into my mind that it was it almost it was one of those sort of show long storylines so at least in that sense I had a, a sense of relief
2: well there is a show long storyline going on throughout the show after uh, the Wolfpack uh, destroy the uh, limousine of the NWO they go around looking at all the local bars yeah to try and find Scott Hall
1: yeah they the, do the find world, Scott Hall the world's Hall. shittest version of Treasure Hunt with <laughs> Mike Tanay in the role of Annika Rice
0: just go back to Warrior very briefly they didn't but then at the end of, of, the, of this vi- uh, the vignette. doesn't worry, disappear. And, he, and Hogan still says he can
2: see him. But he still sees him, so I don't know. Because yeah. at that
1: point, the commentators can't see him either, so it's... The
2: Wolfpack do find Scott Hall in a bar. You know, Nash and Hall end up in the toilet. The door closes and Conan and Luger are standing outside waiting for whatever's going to happen to happen. And we're just kind of standing there with Lex Luger and Conan on this Monday night wrestling wall watching nothing but the toilet door. Left us <laughs> we'll to what's happening on the inside. Yes. Arn Anderson comes to the ring to talk to Eric Bischoff and says that Flair is here, and Reed Flair comes out. Obviously, the, the big story in WCB was that Reed Flair's uh, wrestling tournament was the reason Flair got uh, suspended indefinitely, I suppose, and sued for $2 million. Reed Flair comes out and takes down Bischoff twice. Arn Anderson's great here, saying he got taken down by a 10 year old. Uh, he gets mad, he goes to the lunch floor to attack Reed. Arn steps up. And uh, finally, Ric Flair arrives, the NWO surrounds the ring, but the horsemen come out and win the fight against the NWO Hollywood and Stanton Hall. So, some good stuff here for uh, the horsemen, believe it or not. And uh, of course, this show ends with Sting and Bret Hart supposedly in the main event, and instead Bret Hart just walks to the back without even actually getting in the ring to begin with. Sting chases him to the back, and uh, they fight backstage for a long, long time. And the fight just ends backstage and the show just cuts, cuts off. The fans live boo the show. They end booing the show as soon as the credits come up and they can tell we're not getting the match. They've been fighting backstage all this time. We're watching them on the wall and we're not getting the match.
1: Boo! <laughs> Pray tell, who won the war this night? Well,
2: interestingly enough, the ratings are in. Raw did a 4.5 to Nitro's 4.5. Wow. It was a tie finish, a marginal win for Raw in the actual breakdown of the numbers by like a, a hundredth of a point. Uh, Monday Night Football, matching two undefeated teams, did its biggest rating of the season with a 17.0. Uh, Raw's biggest advantage was a 5.3 to a 3.9 for the uh, Shamrock Kane and Venus Gangrel, beating a Hogan and Bischoff promo. Nitro's biggest edge was in the overrun with a Sting and Bret Hart backstage brawl doing a 5.4 to the Undertaker and Rock, which did a 4.5. So uh, Sting and Bret smokes... Take him and rock here in the main event segment.
1: And, and what's clear is that Hogan referring to himself in the third person still this week. He was, wasn't he? He's not a ratings winner. <laughs>
2: was, he, was he still the Wood this week? He, he was. He was the Wood. He was
1: also the Woodster. The Woodster. The
2: woodster. <laughs> the woodster. <laughs> oh, how did that not catch on? I don't understand. The Giant uh, returned on that episode of Nitro and we've seen momentarily backstage as part of that big brawl after he no-showed obviously the previous week. He was claiming to not even know where all the rumours of him leaving got started. Although at the last house show, he said backstage to the other wrestlers he was sick of Hogan holding him down and that he was leaving for the WWF but he had a $1 million per year offer on the table. Either way, whatever the truth is, he's celebrated by no-showing the Saturday night tapings the next night. My feeling is if he's going to go to the WWF, he'd have to greatly adjust his lifestyle because the WWF is pretty much keeping Shawn Michaels home nowadays because nobody wants to be around him until he gets his ego under control I told you <laughs> so there you go uh, interesting situation here the plan for Nitro by suggestion of Scott Hall was that when Nash found him in the bar he'd be drinking with Barry Wyndham. Uh, Bischoff didn't want to use Wyndham because he wasn't sure if he'd gotten a release from uh, the WWF that would allow him to work for WCW. Uh, Barry Wyndham brought a lengthy, tight release, but Bischoff didn't have the time to have it examined before the show. Uh, there seems to be a lot of room to have Wyndham replace McMichael in the Horseman this week.
1: Well, the only thing I would have asked is that the bartender double check the, uh, the roll of fives that Wyndham's passing out. <laughs> Same.
2: Excellent. Uh, The original plan on Raw was for Southern Justice to win the tag team titles, Uh, but it didn't happen due to an injury to Mark Canterbury. There's a rare slip-up, the type of which you'd expect from WCW, as on Canadian syndication they forgot to edit out a segment where Doc Hendricks was talking about Southern Justice having just won the tag belts on Raw as it was planned, which never happened. Uh, So what happened here was the split of the Outlaws, which had been teased the previous week with uh, Billy looking like he's going to go heel, ends up getting pretty much Ixnade because the plan to get the belts off and dies here with a, with Canterbury getting injured they just they kind of pretty much blow this off don't they the following week where Billy just kind of says there's no more issues with the Outlaws mm. just forget it ever happened but it was supposed to and, and this, was the, this was the way to do it
0: I wonder what would happen happened if they hadn't changed plans especially coming
1: into Survivor
0: Series mm.
1: Mm. I'm sure that kept me awake at night
0: <laughs>
2: well what if they we went with Billy for the title instead instead of Rock wash, exactly.
1: wash your mouth out
2: <laughs> saying uh hypothesizing on October 6th the uh, Saturday night tapings there's chaos backstage at the tapings as several wrestlers who were supposed to work including most of the Mexicans Benoit and the Giants all no-showed the entire Mexican contingent was scheduled to sign three-year contracts that afternoon and get drug tested and didn't show up <laughs> one of Ultimo Dragon's student was brought in for a tryout and given the ring name Tampong <laughs> <laughs> in someone's idea of a joke Scott Steiner arrived late for the show and was yelled at so he yelled at the uh, crowd over the PA blow me on a backstage microphone uh, finale saw a match with the British Bulldog and Alex Wright going to a count out in two minutes it was supposed to go longer and have a different finish but they ran out of tape and just signaled them to go home <laughs> that's the state of
1: WCW they hey, in October 1988, <laughs> <90s, laughs> they ran didn't out, they bring ran out in, of tape. They didn't bring enough tape to record the show. <laughs> well, as so long as they learn from their timing issues
2: <laughs> and in a hurry, okay, they, they must have like. Do you think like Bischoff like recorded a karate show over it or something on <laughs> the other tapes or I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, despite rumors to the contrary, Rick Rude is not suffering from cancer. Uh, Rude had a cyst removed from his testicles and had to spend eight or nine days in the hospital. Uh, Rude hasn't been around in 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 months, to be quite honest. But I think this is the source of the uh, sleaze, third esque story that Honky Tonk Man's perpetuated in recent years about how Rick Rude had his uh, dick and balls cut off and then committed suicide, and that's the reason he died. He had his dick cut off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Uh, honky alleges that he injected. Um, like Viagra into his dick, and it went horribly wrong, so they had to cut his dick off. <laughs> I love re- pro wrestling. <laughs> this is the greatest sport of them all. <laughs> I'm I, I was just, I'm gonna say I'm gonna
0: start about a rumor for someone else, but it's like that's the most unbelievable rumor. <laughs> had his dick and
2: balls amputated. Yes. The more you know. <laughs> Spe- of power. Speaking of castration, Vader, after losing to Edge on Heat, will be finishing up at the end of the month as both sides have agreed to a contract release which will allow him to work anywhere in the world except WCW. The office got on him about dropping weight and his push pretty much stalled because they wanted him under 350 pounds. When he missed the shows a few weekends back due to blood pressure problems and a potassium imbalance caused by crash dieting, even his supporters in the office had given up and he's been jobbed out ever since. At the same time, he requested a lighter schedule and they came to him mutual agreement that it was time for Vader to leave but man wanted him down to 320 pounds and uh, told Vader he'd get a big push if he got that low but of course did not so that's the end of Vader's run in the WWF not quite what it could have been but at least mm. on the talent signing front Ray Trailer has signed with the <laughs> WWF and should debut in about a month as the big boss man once again probably as a heel enforcer for Vince McMahon Trailer, who's 36 is down to 290 pounds slim and trim only
0: 36
2: 36 he felt like a relic, didn't he? Fucking hell. Yeah. He felt like a relic. Fuck me. <laughs> With a nightstick. That's like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, just... Wonderful news. <laughs> Wonderful. He's back. Carl, oh, your favourite. The big bean can. <laughs> just to talk about the, the popularity of Russell for a minute. Rolling Stone is doing a cover story on Steve Austin this month. So that's pretty amazing. I'll be
1: the last time Rolling
2: Stone as a magazine was relevant. The hopes are for Shawn Michaels to be able to work the Royal Rumble, if not December, to be able to have a time to shoot and put together a major angle for him at WrestleMania this year. So at the minute, it's on the cards.
1: Fingers crossed, Kieran.
2: It's on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> The Rock was signed to a six-year contract extension this week from the (laughs) WWF, so they weren't fucking around with their their, their new uh, top guy. This week's news on pro wrestling's next major tragedy waiting to happen, Scott Hall, involves two internet uh, letters posted by his wife Dana on a website called NWO Central, which is not in any way affiliated with WCW. She asked why WCW continues to use Scott Hall as an active wrestler, despite him clearly breaking company policies which are listed in his contract as breaches. She stated that while Hall is only acting out his addiction problems on TV, in real life, there have been many times in the past he was under the influence and WCW allowed him to perform and said now they have decided to exploit his very real problem, with his addiction to drugs and alcohol as a means of entertainment for their fans for profit and ratings, only to stand by and watch him destroy himself.
1: Well, at least I'm sure we can all agree around the table that we're eternally grateful that Eric Bischoff went through with that root and branch overhaul and talked about procedures and rules yeah, and, how, and how Ric Flair must be treated and, and thankfully you know, that laying down of the law has filtered through to the rest of the roster leading uh, by example
0: I'm pretty sure this Scott Hall thing was a work I'm pretty sure <laughs> the <laughs> longest was, work in this. it is yes. longer yeah, than Michael's back work certainly, I, I, I broke this news albeit 20 years after the fact <laughs> and obviously Nutz seems though like Dave Nutz has just confirmed it. You're a bit quicker than yeah. Scotland Yard, then. However, I am now also... Or oh, PW his... Torch, for that matter.
2: Scott, <laughs> Scott Hall <laughs> was a teetotaler, how about that? <laughs> he was? Yeah. I didn't see that in his documentary.
1: Nope. Well, you weren't, were you? No, I guess
2: not. <laughs> Uh, we move now to the October 12th Roar and Nitro. The first hour of Nitro consists of two matches a total five minutes. Uh, tons of DDP and Goldberg and Hogan Warrior vid, so they're really pushing you know, the Halloween Havoc main events very hard. Warrior comes out and was booed out the place and asks Sting to let him be his partner in a tag match main event. The people were booing this, and Sting never even accepted before the segment ended, and they just pretended he did. So I guess they didn't want to accept and get booed, I guess.
1: Yeah, Sting had a sort of a look on his face that would be revisited... During the main event, while while he waits for worry to make his entrance, this this look of wanting to be anywhere but there. Yeah, you know, maybe in the back of a police car with Scott Hall might have been preferable at this point,
2: (laughs) this time last year. I would have never been in the ring when the babyfaces were getting booed.
1: Everything moves so quickly during the war.
2: Indeed it does. Not <laughs> Hogan. <laughs> uh, it was a six-man tag with all the luchadors, and Eddie Guerrero gets a surprisingly huge babyface reaction coming out with Hector Garza, Damien, and El Dandy LWO shirts. Uh, psychosis joins the uh, Latino world order here, so the numbers are growing. We're already at five in uh, in one week, so I guess following the true spirit of the NWO. Um, at least they're fucking consistent, being Mexicans yeah, or Latinos. yeah. Yeah, like if it was true NWO,
0: you know, doppelgangering with with a bit of spicy flavor, they would have. Uh, They'd have had
1: Blitzkrieg in there. They would have <laughs> had, Yeah, we're still under a hood. Dean so. Malenko. <laughs> it would have been Malenko. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even ending with it. It still sounds a bit exotic. It would have been like. But the Yeah. Jerry Flynn. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Thunderfoot himself. Uh-huh. He had great entrance music. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a guitar riffs.
0: Have they started the uh, Mortal Kombat the TV series adverts yet? Uh, on, on Nitro. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. I think it's a couple of weeks, maybe. Oh, okay. Time? okay. Just, uh, just after talking about Glacier and Bischoffs, you know, love of the karate as I believe it was pronounced. Um, <laughs> yeah, adverts for Mortal Kombat the series.
2: <laughs> Here on BBC the, the Nitro. Yeah. Well, a wonderful crossover if ever there was one, topped only by Gene Oakland interviewing Rick Steiner who had a verbal duel with Chucky from the Child's Play series of movies, The uh, Puppet Doll. This is awful and the fans hate this with a passion and so do I. Another another (laughs) stellar moment for World Championship Wrestling after the Mirror incident last week we get Rick Steiner threatening to beat up a doll. (laughs) Did he and getting off? outwitted by the dog? Oh, so did, yeah. he, did, he, did he think he was like an actual child I well no well maybe that as a shoot he might have done but I think that uh, maybe not Rick Scott that would have been funny if Scott I don't know, it would have been hilarious if Scott threatened to kill him <laughs> but when it's, when it's Rick Stein saying will not you drag your raggedy ass out of the ring so I can kick your butt and the fans just think he's like uh, no
1: <laughs> <Jake> <laughs> wow you're dumber than you look <laughs> and we always thought you were Just the, the, the credibility of Mean Gene being hurt in this way is very distressing to <laughs> me
2: Oh, this is the culmination of, of weeks of laughter from the uh, that, air.
1: That's the thing. It's not as if this was even just a one-off. They've been building up this laughter. Where is it coming from? What's this all about? And it's Think fu- of the shit they don't build in this and, company. Uh, and it's the fucking doll. <laughs> I mean, which which was worse? This or the mirror from the previous week? Because I'm inclined to say this.
2: I'll say the mirror. Ooh. The mirror was expected to draw money. This was shameless cross-promotion, stupid yeah, as it was. Yeah, I
0: can see that. Shameless... Uh, nauseating in the context of everything else, but Hogan in the mirror if you. Serious, it's, it's not main event, is it? Because it should be. Wait, what even main event? Because gold is, is Goldie the champ. Goldie's Go, champ.
1: Go, yeah. Goldberg's the the champ. But let's <laughs> let's not pretend uh, yeah, but, yeah. what the main event is being pushed as for this show, and it is not Goldberg Page at this point. No, I wouldn't say that at all. Uh, so in fairness. Michael Jackson wasn't talking about this when he said Man in the Mirror <laughs>
2: different type of child's play I suppose
1: oh, <laughs> I said that <laughs> you right off uh,
2: Scott started an interview running down Judy Bagwell Judy and Marcus came out uh, Judy clearly has gotten away carried away with her TV stardom oh yes and she had a makeover and a new look as well as riding boots I believe uh, he did well carrying the interview challenging human bicep Scott Steiner ending when Scott gave him a low blow and dropped him throat first on the top rope of course this is in reference to Marcus as a can't listen to Judy after the bollocking he got last week and he's now turned on Scott Steiner It's a face uh, Yes Because his mum told him to
0: Yeah I'll get over
2: <laughs> <laughs> Judy laughs right into the camera as Marcus is doing a great cell job so thanks for that Judy I guess, you know, I guess they thought that
0: um, you know being crippled in a wheelchair wasn't enough babyface
2: sympathy mm. so doing what your mom tells you just like <laughs> Steve Austin does obviously <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair uh, this week is hanging out with Bruce MacArthur in the luxury box uh, Bischoff tries to kick him out of the building and gets arrested in the process so this is a show long thing where again it's that continuing thing of Bischoff trying to keep Flair out of the building Bruce MacArthur obviously owns this is at the United Centre in Chicago and uh and he owns the building so Bischoff's saying I own this place and Bruce McArthur's saying no, you are a lease I own the place and Ric Flair's my guest we're going to party in the luxury box there's some uh, hooers with them as Hart would say and, uh, and he's just kind of partying all night long Bischoff gets carried out in the elevator by a, a, a flock of security I was going to say I, I do
1: love this little scuffle Just it's it's good like, isn't as it as soon as he puts his hands on them they all pile in yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you that's, don't that's really see convincing. him again
2: no. you, you <laughs> don't see him again because they're so, they're so on him that you can't see Bischoff at all and of course Flair just starts doing his little dance in the crowd and everyone goes crazy which is awesome uh, Goldberg beats the giant by a count out in 2 minutes and 45 seconds in a no DQ match <laughs> by
1: count out but, but only only after the pin is broken up by Paige oh yes because that's the strong way to book your world champion. Of course. The giant who hasn't been on TV for weeks, <laughs> <or> who's no-showed, who's <laughs> rumoured to be leaving the company, is protected. It's a, a squash
0: visionary on your champ.
1: Yeah. yeah. In two that's, minutes
0: 45. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. we would who's, be less than that, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. Who's made to look kind of a pussy because he's only saved by Dallas Page's elbow drop. Mm. Mike Taney said that he was 149-0 and 0 before this, which is a
2: made-up number, because for whatever reason, they decided that this was the night he wanted to be in uh, 150 and in such convincing manner as well. Uh, they had been advertising a six-man tag with Hall, Stevie Ray and Scott Norton against Kevin Nash, Lex Luger and Conan the entire show, but explained that it wasn't going to happen because Hall and Nash were gone. <laughs> 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 they did a, a car chase scene earlier on, which is... Oh. Uh, quite funny actually because oh, Scott Hall like hanging out the limo yeah but it was actually funny because Hall like taunts Nash go and watch it Hall taunts Nash and then Nash goes to chase him which is a sight in itself but Scott Hall is like he's like fucking Flash Gordon he's moved so fast uh, he, he's like he's already like he's all pretty much out the building already <laughs> like uh, made this is the fastest Scott Hall
1: ever moved well you know Bobby Bobby tries his best to cover it by suggesting that they may have had the vehicle parked inside the building so you know oh. the, the brain's on the case at least somebody is thank god I mean worryingly enough the car actually gets to the limo too quickly as well the limo doesn't pull off in time and the car's <laughs> there yeah he's trying to swerve around so he has to swerve around to make it look <laughs> <busy>. <laughs> the
2: actual plan was to make a tag with, with those two guys gone but because the Bischoff segment where he was taken out went so long they just cancelled the tag match altogether so who the fuck cares uh, finally Sting and Warrior beat Hogan and Hart by disqualification uh, Hart and Sting were good Warrior wouldn't even take off his jacket due to his torn bicep because his armor shrunk uh, he hot tagged in and go figure he was heavily cheered through three clotheslines when Vincent Scott Steiner uh, Norton Ray and the Giant all ran in for the disqualification finish here on WCW Nightmare <laughs> in the main event over on Raw Droz, an LOD regalia, goes up against the Outlaws. DOA and Paul Ellering make their uh, illustrious return to Raw television, attacking Hawk and Animal, and Droz makes the save. Uh, while this was going on, the Headbangers hit the ring and broke a boombox of a road dog's head, and he juiced, setting up two tag matches at Judgment Day, which I can't wait to watch. <sighs> headbangers, <laughs> Outlaws, LOD, DOA. October 98 uh, yeah. WWF pay-per-view
1: yeah. Briscoes versus Steamboat and Youngblood this will not be <laughs>
2: <laughs> they announced Triple H was stripped of the Intercontinental title due to the 30 day rule and had a one night tournament on this show to crown the new champion uh, Shamrock beats the Blackman in the first round and Owen Hart under a mask in the old blue blazer gimmick uh, hit the ring and attacked both guys the guys that wrote TV have lost their minds ever since they saw Wrestling with the Shadows three weeks ago says Meltzer uh, Mankind beats Mark Henry in the tournament by taking off his boot and uh, sock off and putting the sock on his hand, which of course is Mr. Socko, and uh, puts on the mandible claw for the win. Uh, Austin, it's a great pop, may a great, I add? yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin cements Vince's Corvette on this show. <laughs> great stuff. Again, stuff, don't want him, don't want to let him in the building. Comes in here with a cement truck. Wonderful. Of course, Vince is in the wheelchair. They bring him in the building. Great three Stooges goonery going on with the Slaughter falling on his leg and stuff like that. And of course, the uh, the Vince. Vince Corvette getting smashed is, is classic. Yeah, it's so like
0: just the little things about it. they can do this angle today. Well, I suppose we'll talk about it now. It's like the stuff at this time. I mean, we've had to we'll talk about it now. But he's you know he's not wrestling. He's doing this stuff. He's not in and around the title. So he's not really focused on a on a match. So he's you know just interacting with Vince. Contrast this first of all to when Goldberg eventually drops the title. Uh, how you protect your babyface, um, not only getting the belt off him but also afterwards. But yeah, doing these little things with Austin, and like you know, they, you know they tried to do it with Ambrose, didn't they? He was it last year? Make when they made him Steve Austin? Like, yeah. these little set pieces were so fucking lame. Comes um, out
2: with a little hot dog cart and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and
0: so he's but at this time it was like it was really it was I like, guess it was different. It was Austin, he got his he got his magic working. But this 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 spot and like yeah, it's funny. It's filling up it with cement. Vince is great, but when the the the, the, the glass shatters, it, it's like that's what a perfect like exclamation mark to the to the, the to the vignette kind of thing to so the segment. Um, yeah, it was quite hilarious. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> Poor Corvette. Yeah, I know.
1: And in contrast to the Ambrose stuff, this is the first time we're seeing anything like this. It's all fresh. It's all new. Uh, he
0: did, yeah. I guess so. I mean he did stop the film stuff before, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's done some like flights before, but Zamboni.
2: Yeah. So, but obviously. this was very. I remember like this. This the, the clip. Of, of this, only again, family members being over and seeing this and just pissing themselves because again, Vince's reaction being great. You it's, like it's, it's watching it's on the it's TV. Of
1: Vince's face as he's contorting and <laughs>
2: can't do it justice really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shama, oh, he was in the wheelchair. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, what, what was his Corvette there?
2: Driving on a broken ankle. Probably an automatic. I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> saw that more uh, foolproof storytelling from old Vinnie Rue I'm sure I
0: will say that yeah just talk, maybe, uh, the Kane Taker stuff particularly in this oh
2: yeah yeah I'm like ooh this is a little WCWE more on that anyway, later yeah. absolutely uh, Ken Shamrock wins the tournament beating X-Pac in the final both guys look great here again X-Pac just uh, underrated during this period of time
1: but it's worth noting just as a, a difference in philosophy of the companies or, or, or just you know, the more professional nature of it I'll say the <laughs> manner in which they protect X-Pac because he's over, so they have him attacked in the semi finals, you know, so the le- the legs hurt, so, you know, it gives the baby face kind of an going in, so he doesn't look like a complete pussy.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose you can't say that, they'll lose by DQ. Uh, finally, Austin and Rock, be Undertaker, and came by disqualification in the main event. Uh, so I guess, okay, there you go. Uh, when the guy comes out wearing a mask and attacks Austin, then unmasks as the boss man. It was a good main event match, Paul Berra returned, although it was never clear what his next move is going to be we'll come to that again very Buffet. shortly <laughs> <laughs> the boss man coming back when everyone no saw the boss we, what was the general consensus around the room did it feel like everything was in kind of its proper place here Ray Trailer not really fitting in WCW or was this a why on earth is the old relic that when, when we kind of have this perception of old man company WCW why are we bringing in one of those guys kind of thing well
1: my my previous memory prior to this of, of boss man was him just doing a, a job on on Nitro to and Steiner during one of their spring breakout yeah. shows yeah it was a surprise to him, because obviously I wasn't reading the, the dirt sheets as it were back then, I wasn't clued up on all the, the inside and stuff, so it was a surprise to see him, and, and I suppose more curious than anything, like, where's obviously cause that's, the, the show sort of fades to black if you like from there, so it's just a case of what, what are they going to do with him, because you'd think this is the attitude era he's not going to be in his bloody blue top and <laughs> yellow, stri- yellow yellow striped down the side, trousers coming out to, uh, if you ever take it to Cobb County Georgia I I didn't instantly look and think oh this is this is a relic what's going on here it was more sort of oh I haven't seen him for a while on either show how's that gonna work then
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kieran your thoughts I thought what the fuck is this old guy doing on
1: the show 36 years
0: old yeah goes to show age does not matter in wrestling it's It's, perception uh, perception and uh, yeah miles on the clock kind of thing It's been around so long, shit gimmicks in WCW as well. Ray trailer. It just felt like this show that we wanted to get hot for so long, it's finally got hot. They're bringing in the boss man. Which, incidentally, takes us back to the previous points. Why I think Flair wouldn't have fit in
2: the F at the time.
0: It might have been great, but it just wouldn't have felt right for me.
2: It would have felt very, yeah, very hard. Um, we talking about the ratings obviously it was a tie last week Raw does a 4.8 this week to Nitro's 4.7 uh, that figure was going head to head with the uh, Braves Padres Baseball Plastic a 9.5 rating and the NFL on ABC which did its third lowest rating in its 29 year history with an 11.4 rating uh, the combined audience of 10 million viewers over 10 million views for so Raw and Nitro over two hours is amazing considering the head to head sports competition Raw's biggest margin of victory was a 5.9 to 3.6 when Austin and McMahon were verbally dueling on the ramp going against Vic Steiner and Chucky taking imagine that, that taking that quarter away Nitro would have won the entire night so thanks for the Charles play plug assholes uh, during the period when both groups loaded up with their top stars in the tag match main event it was again WCW Sting and Warrior vs Hogan and Hart matched at a 5.1 to the WS Austin Rock vs Taker and Kane doing a 4.2 although that match did grow to a 6.2 when it went unopposed when Nitro went off the air but kind of the, the message there is quite clear that people are kind of digging W3's main event scene, at so least it's, on TV,
0: more than breath. Yeah, wasn't so the before that, all the crowd, and they're still st- established stars. It's, it's been saying it all along since the, these ratings have been baffling people. It's, the star power is still incomparable, like, really. Or people just love DQ finishes. <laughs>
1: well, they got on both it shows. so you Spoiler know, that. choice. <laughs> I, I suppose it does... I almost don't want to say it justifies it because we, we all know how the story ends but it's just you can see why they're still sticking was so wedded to Hogan still yeah,
2: and- because look at the results on TV they're doing alright still motherfuckers Nitro is still ahead in all adult uh, male demographics all female uh, adult demos except Women 1824 where WF has done a major turnaround from being destroyed almost 3 to 1 to capturing a 64% market share over the uh, past 2 months coinciding with the rock push, funnily enough. Uh,
1: oh, and here was me thinking it was the Val Venus demographic.
2: No, I don't think so. Uh, while WWF has a 59% share of both kids and teens, uh, however, WWF has greatly closed the gap in every demo that WCW was dominant in, particularly amongst women, uh, and is running close to dead even in male 25 to 54, which from the start was always the prime Nitro audience. So uh, what Nitro always had is slowly slipping away towards the WWF. The only exception is women over 55, where WCW has actually widened its lead. Women over fifty. Judy Bagwell <laughs> ah,
1: there you go. They, they love the woodster <laughs> they, they love
2: the wood they love the woodmaster Scott Hall's latest out of the ring situation took place after Nitro where he had a skirmish in the hotel bar with Marcus Bagwell uh, Hall was mouthing off to Bagwell about his angle that night and from running Bagwell's ability down and Bagwell slapped him twice Hall who from all accounts even from those who consider him a friend has been impossible to deal with lately because uh, of the course he's on everybody questions why he just isn't sent home it is said that Steve Austin sells more t-shirts uh, than any entertainer or sports figure in the entire world at the moment So, uh, said by who? <laughs> uh, I don't know but it says it is said, it is said. So from a reliable source I can only imagine uh, The December pay-per-view show from Vancouver is being labelled Rock Bottom so that should get everyone speculating on Rock taking the title at Survivor Series uh, WWF is really pushing to get Rock as the centrepiece for new mainstream perp including trying to get him on episodes of The Net and Silk Stalkings on USA Network uh, there's also a story here about how, I can't remember what, what magazine or newspaper it was, but somebody wanted a cover shot with uh, Austin and Vince as like the big story of 1998. And uh, Vince tried to cock block it and wanted Rock instead of Austin on the cover with him. Really? Yeah. And in the end, they, did, they, they said no and they had to settle for an Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I
1: can't have what I want, you're not getting what you want. Here's Pre- the dead man. Pretty
2: much. Vince, Vince refused them, Austin. Why? I guess because you didn't want them on the cover, glad handing maybe for the food? Uh, okay. Kayfabery, who knows? I don't know. Okay, that
0: makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I thought it, I didn't realise together. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, that's quite a nice thing
2: because of you know, the plan of turning Rocky, but
0: yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, China will be undergoing plastic surgery to change her face, her jaw in particular, as they want to give her a more feminine look. Uh, there were plans to give Perry Saturn a big push in WCW, uh, including some in the company who were trying to sell the idea of having Bret Hart do a US title programme with him. Uh, Perry Saturn has been kind of, you know, struggling to get any real traction at all since the, uh, the end of the Raven feud. He's been kind of wrestling Kendall, Windham and Lodi for periods of time.
1: Though he does seem quite, quite over with the crowds at the live shows. Right? He
2: is. He's very yeah. popular, but it's doing nothing with him. Apparently... Goldberg nixed the idea after they did all the angles to the start at last month of doing a program with Chris Jericho. Jericho was then offered a program with Kidman, but Jericho, Guerrero, Benoit, and Milenko are trying to get away from the cruiseweight division, feeling that it stigmatizes them negatively. Bischoff is already putting the pressure on guys like Guerrero, Mysterio, Benoit, and Jericho, all of whom have about one year left on their contracts, to sign now. So uh, there's a big initiative here from from, uh, from Bischoff to get these guys locked down. Uh, and as it comes out, it was Kevin Nash. who's the guy that got in Goldberg's ear and told him not to work with Jericho. So uh, there you go. Big Kevin is the guy that should really get the blame. <laughs> Uh, we move to that Sunday, October eighteenth. It's WWF Judgment Day. Eighteen thousand one hundred and fifty-three fans sell out the building. 0.89 a zero point eight nine for buy rate for three hundred and eleven thousand five hundred buys. Chicago is the hottest pro wrestling city in the country right now, says Meltzer. Uh, this was the fifth straight sellout for the WWF at the Rosemont Horizon, and uh, WCW is working on its own four-show sellout streak at the United Center. But the crowd was dead for this show, and it didn't help that the Undertaker Kane main event was as bad or worse than all, but Hulk Hogan's worst efforts. And the finish was not only expected, but worse than most of the Hogan main event finishes. Feels like a 40-minute match. I think oh, it's, only so about, <laughs> it's only about... it's so long. So long, mentally. <laughs> it's only 18 when I looked it up on, uh, on Wikipedia. Of course, non-finish, Austin just lays them both out and then gets fired Which by Vince I- I-
1: ironically is the only pop during the entire match
2: well that's not really all that <laughs> ironic that's pretty much again expected I would think Undertaker on <laughs> Kane heel heel for 18 minutes Austin is wrath clearly just a, not, a, not a crowd that uh, cared for this
1: uh, well they they clearly loved the announcement at the end as well uh, X-Pac
2: beats D'Lo Brown to get back that prestigious European Championship listen to, you, to some of these other matches Al Snow, Mark Mero LOD DOA which we mentioned Goldust after his return uh, on Raw last week and kicking Val ball the balls in glorious fashion dead crowd for Goldust versus Venus crowd doesn't care at all. Headbangers beat the New Age outlaws by disqualification, and unbelievably, Mark Henry pins The Rock. <laughs> One of the things we forgot to mention, actually, too, in that main event uh, on the previous Raw, it was Austin and The uh, Rock against Taker and Kane. Was that D'Lo and Mark Henry attacked Rock on the floor? Mark Henry gives him the quick big splash. So, in the closing moments of Raw, they set up Rock's match for the pay per view. And I remember, vi- I remember vividly, Kieran, saying to you as we were anticipating Judgment Day '98. If The Rock loses this match, I'll stop watching wrestling forever (laughs) because I had absolutely no belief that Mark Henry was going to win, and fucking sure as shit, why the fuck would you? (laughs) Mark Henry gets the Duke (laughs) (laughs) on the star of Rock Bottom coming up. They've got the plan, but they just
0: it's like the seeds of like what we see today, isn't it? They had the plans for Rocky getting the belt and turning, so hey, we can we can job him out.
1: It's the briefcase philosophy, isn't it? Because at this point, Rock's Rock's number one contender. He's number one contender, and we had him win on Raw a few weeks back, so oh, every, everyone knows we're treating him seriously. So if he loses here, it doesn't matter. No. Does that make Mark Henry the number one contender? you think so. Mm. Well, it, it does actually
2: come full circle here, I give. Although maybe by accident, uh, the main event of this pay per view sets up a sixteen-man tournament for the title at Survivor Series, uh, says Dave Meltzer, presumably with The Rock coming out on top. But these days, plans like this change every time someone sneezes. Most expect Rock to win. There is an internal feeling that Steve Austin is so over that he doesn't need the belt to draw, and they point to the phenomenal house show business since Steve Austin lost the belt as their proof. Uh, obviously, the next night it's Nitro and Raw once again head to head, October nineteenth. La Parker joins The Latino World Order So uh, the ranks are growing here We're up to six I believe at this point uh, The idea of where All of this is going Is that Guerrero Is going to do A Jerry Maguire gimmick As a sports agent But all the Mexicans Will negotiate through him And he'll take 50% Of their money Make them wash his cars And take advantage of them Worse than Bischoff ever did
1: <laughs> I imagine those vignettes Being quite entertaining They would have been I think Guerrero Can pull those off
2: Well unfortunately how they run with it <laughs> <laughs> Oh come on Carl Scott Steiner came out to a face reaction and called Judy Bagwell a tramp uh, <laughs> and an old bag I believe uh, Rick Steiner came out for a really heated brawl ending with Scott using a low blow uh, went for a steel chair but Bagwell came out to save Rick Rick and Bagwell shook hands and the segment was really over with the crowd so for the second time it looks like they've somehow managed to convince these people some of whom are at a nitro party near you Carl oh, lucky me <laughs> <laughs> fucking knuckle draggers <laughs> that uh, that Bagwell has good intentions we'll see how that plays out (laughs) Uh, Jericho beats Diamond Dallas Page by disqualification when Goldberg comes in and spears Chris Jericho just as Page was going to give the diamond cutter which would have won him the TV title Uh, Page was then mad at Goldberg for costing him the match before going nose to nose Gave Jericho the Diamond Cutter for good measure. So Jericho laid out here uh, twice. <laughs> they have a good pull apart roll afterwards, though. Wrath uh, beat uh, Magnum Tokyo in a minute with a meltdown. Wrath is starting to be taken seriously by the fans, says uh, says Melter here. Yeah, he's on quite
1: the win streak.
2: He is indeed. It was. Uh, what was everyone's thought about Wrath joining this? So, again, it's a very kind of small window of time we're going to talk about, but the kind of push of Wrath. Did it kind of interest anybody that this was like somebody that people could buy into or personally him and his pump handle slammer over. Right? Yeah, the right meltdown right? was super over.
1: Yeah, I mean he he's he's more over at that time than I than I really appreciated, but I could just never get past the con the context of Oh look, it's Adam Bond without the nerf. Right. Well, <laughs> similar single, actually, as well. Uh, the mayor of Minneapolis comes out,
2: was booed out the building, and they uh, got a huge Jesse chant. Uh, she told Bischoff to get out of town and put over Ric Flair. Uh, so Bischoff ends up leaving him, in the back, they were towing away his car. So, uh, again, some more, more entertaining stuff here with Flair, again, having the, uh, the pull with the, uh, the important people in town, because he's the nature boy. That's what he does. <laughs> Good segment and amazing to see such a high-profile politician doing a wrestling angle to try and get over with the uh, voting electorate, says Meltzer. Uh, Conan, Luger and Nash beat Hall, Stevie Ray and Scott Norton. Uh, Nash was pretending to be drunk, as was Hall. I'll, I'll make you, uh, let you make your own joke there, John. Uh, when they finally tag, uh, tagged in, uh, Nash revealed his being drunk was all an act, sobered up, and punched Hall a few times to a huge reaction. And then, just as the match was getting heat, the bell rang for absolutely no reason. <laughs> the match ended and the place booed like crazy.
1: Had they run out of tape? <laughs>
2: valid question but uh, unfortunately the answer is no they just had no finish so they just rang the bell Hogan Hulk Hogan reveals that Horace Boulder is actually his nephew and then kicks his ass uh, Warrior made the save and booed him and they booed him anyway
1: I was it, it is a terrible segment with Hogan <laughs> rambling about making a sacrifice and then if he does that imagine what he's going to do to the warrior also while he crawls along the apron he sort of yeah. mimics what's going to happen at the pay for you I will say <laughs> Here we go I did, I did chuckle when he's cutting the pro and he got out the ring to then just walk around and dump Horace off the stretcher <laughs> and just walk back
2: in the ring <laughs> you, deserve, you deserve nothing better than that Horace Ah uh, funny stuff This might be, that might be the only uh, charming thing Hogan's done in, in several weeks <laughs> Several months Sting and Brett Haas go through a 4 minute nothing match in the main event with a DQ finish a rope break when they're uh, The Scorpion Deathlock isn't broken on time, and that's the end of the show. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Sting and Brett have been running with it for a couple of weeks now in the main event spot, so we'll see how it does. Uh but yeah, again very indecisive. It's building up a they, they agree at the end they're gonna do the match at Halloween Havoc. <coughs> Maybe, there must be a winner, there must be a finish. I should to agree that weeks ago, it saved all us a bunch of fucking main event DQs. It would, mm-hmm. it would. Over on Raw, the night after Steve Austin gets fired, Vince opens it up acting ballsy, gets all the wrestlers in the ring, and said firing Austin was better than sex, and claimed he could <laughs> fire any of them at any time. Austin appears on the video wall with a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> So, this starts the show long thing. Uh, I'll let anybody touch on this now. What are everyone's thoughts on the hostage situation of Steve Austin and Vince McMahon? I
0: think. I can't. Did I read about this before I saw it? Because it didn't have a. It had a lot of negative connotations. Because, oh, yes, he brought him out, he kidnapped him, he had a gun. Oh, fuck off. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It's such, such horse shit. It's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you start with it's great. And I'm stunned by <laughs> your take. <laughs> Oh no! It's it's a it's a shocker. I'm sure all the, uh, all the listeners will be amazed by that. But you can get you know you get the good shtick from the, the stooges as well. saying so they're they're with Mister McMahon as they all one by one make find excuses to go out the door and leave him all <laughs> get alone. Get coffee for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bossman
2: Bossman gets sent home uh, by Vince yeah. himself to protect the family. Vince, very, very subtle move from
1: Vince which is very out of character but Vince trying to peek down corridors and things to see if he can make his break for the limousine <laughs> the Regr- I I say, regrettably for Vince he wasn't moving quite as quickly as Scott Hall had done in previous weeks <laughs>
2: X-Pac beats Ken Shamrock when Mankind interferes in a non-tile t- no, non- match so he gets his win back there 50-50 all the way uh, yeah I just wrote is all fuck off a coffee <laughs> <laughs> Mankind <laughs> comes in we haven't mentioned him but Ian this is where he tries to get in on the action tries to make twister with Vince <laughs> Just trying to score some brownie points. China gets taken to jail by police for uh, breaking the sexual harassment thing to jail. There are police in the house while the hostage situation is going on (laughs) and no one thinks to do anything. Uh, The Undertaker came out with Paul Bearer. They've turned this guy so many times that nobody cares about Taker anymore. He got no cheers and no booze. Now, he's the one who set the fire after all. Although, now, the fire only deformed poor Kane and the part about his parents dying has been forgotten. Undertaker's interview was almost as bad as a Warrior interview, as these the ones really make as little sense as WCW's and again where the fuck are the police <laughs> to the man who's just admitted murder oh well yeah, but uh, they forgot about it though so statute limitations maybe well it's, it's probably in a different state ah uh, jurisdiction is a big issue I think the here. show Rostean fans what's he gonna do well it, seem, it seems like there's fucking police at every roar and Nitro by the way this last couple of months so yeah the whole force is, is, is tuning in I like okay. how the uh, WCW end up stealing the
0: uh, China gimmick though for Goldberg <laughs>
1: well, well, the steal the good
0: stuff you are
2: still steal the good stuff um, Vince eventually fucks mankind off. Uh, Deborah McMichael, who was signed by the WWF this past week, comes out with Jeff Jarrett, which is again Jeff Jarrett, who'd called Deborah a dumb blonde when he came back to the WWF in the first place, uh, is now with her again. Austin gets Vince as he tries to flee to the limo, pulls a knife on him, and talks about hunting. Uh, at which point, Vince admits he's only ever been on safari and taken pictures.
1: <laughs> this is
2: just great against Vince, just in his wheelchair snivelling little arse over the is. The, the, the great ham acting from Vince and Austin, Austin with a knife just pressuring him answer me <laughs> good stuff just funny funny stuff here uh, Val Venus beats mankind after Ken Shamrock does a run in uh, Val Venus then walks out on Terry Runnels after she whispers something to him which of course is that she's pregnant mm-hmm. And, uh, and Val's not fucking happy.
1: I couldn't give a shit about that. I'm more annoyed <laughs> about the fact that Valveen has got far more wins over Foley than he ever had any <laughs> right to. It's not the only one. I didn't realise it had started this early. Rock
2: and D-Lo wrestle on this show, and The Rock has the fucking worst theme song for one night only that he ever had in his life. Worse than Blue Chip Rocky Maia Beer. October 19th Raw. I don't know what the fuck this disco beat is. It's something right out of the air. Uh,
1: Jim Johnson must have must have smoked something before him, maybe.
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> a, a very poor effort here. Vincent Man uh, and Steve Austin are backstage, and Vince has to bet his life on Taker or Kane in a casket match main event. Vince bets his life on Kane. <laughs> one of the worst main events in Raw history, says Melzer, with a Taker Kane casket match that was actually worse than the pay per view match the previous night, and ended in a chorus of boos when both men simply walked to the dressing room for a non finish. No finish. No one in the casket. They just th- walk th- off. Th-
1: didn't they destroy the casket? Yeah. Hasn't that how they worked their way out of it? They, they both went into the casket and they basically just decided to kick the panels out. Mm. Ace. No <laughs> it's like, it's
0: like, wow, you know what? That WCW formula of bullshit finishes is really working. They're still, you know, doing fucking <laughs> That's what we need. gangbusters. That's what we're missing. Mm-hmm.
1: They're staying competitive with us off the strength of that number. Mm-hmm. So if we do the same, we'll blow them out of the water. Exactly.
2: Logic. Uh. Come on. <laughs> so Vince gets taken out to the ring by Steve Austin who has his the gun in the air pokes him in the back of the head as Vince's eyes cross over <laughs> pulls the trigger and it says bang 316 uh, Vince pisses his pants then showing <laughs> this is a great heel showing your ass here Uh, the episode was basically lifted by Rusev from a fairly unknown movie called Swimming with Sharks and it was generally considered the worst episode of Raw in a long time Uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, negative feeling as we mentioned about the fact that Steve Austin said uh, if you want to blow his brains out give me a hell yeah and everyone said hell yeah which just made I guess uh, very strong at the time I suppose I have no idea why but
0: uh, um, I say
2: maybe a bit of
0: uh, you understand it because it's still wrestling it's got that family stigma I guess outside those circles and even though they've gone the raunchy attitude elements to it. Uh, some maybe, people who are going to complain about stuff will and, always do.
1: And maybe it's the... Well, I, th- I don't want to get too heavy here but sort of the, the notion of, of of the gun culture in America it draws sh- such a sharp dividing line across communities and so I suppose in that context I could see why some people may be offended by the involvement of a gun. I mean, they'd had because they'd obviously had backlash previously with, mm-hmm. with the Austin Pillman segments. Also, well, maybe the, maybe there's and a never no to use a handgun again. Yeah, so so maybe maybe there's a bit of that there at play, perhaps. But, um,
2: did it get as much uh,
0: negative backlash in America?
2: They got more in America than did anywhere else. Uh, did it really? Yeah, more than over The, the gun did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay they showed it all. Uh, some of the things get censored over here. They, they, this one didn't. I just wonder what. I can't remember what years were Columbine and
0: Dumblain. Col-
1: Columbine was was after this. Okay. Dumblain was before. Dumblain was before. Mm. Um, but I will say back back onto the topic of sort of wrestling and the booking nature of things, and just the contrast to today, where we always bemoan about how no one ever gets won over on Stephanie, no one ever really gets won over on Triple H, in the end the authority always wins the lengths to which Vince is made to look ridiculous yeah. during these shows whether or not he's having an enema his foot's being attacked he's got a defibrillator on the go he's the world's crankiest patient to pissing himself to end the show <laughs> you know to give, him, to, give, yeah, to give the baby face that rub to make him look that ridiculous yeah, to get the baby face that momentum and just that, that perception is just. somebody
2: really should show Steph some of these tapes it's,
1: you, you, almost, you can't believe it's the same company now can you? We know that it's... it's. I don't want to hark on the notion that it's a PG and there's obviously... They're not going to have someone walking around with a gun or anything or a knife, I understand that. But there are ways you can do it to make the baby face look credible and not have his balls cut off.
0: Yeah, as I say, that's the main thing, is that you're protecting your, your, your stars and treating them as stars, not as subservient to the big
1: bosses whoever may be that week Yeah, just people people in your playground Raw
2: did win the ratings race for the 5th straight week uh, with one of its best head to head numbers ever 5.0 to Nitro's 4.4 Raw won all 8 quarters and the overrun most by a wide margin in the overrun which was the most watched period for pro wrestling on cable ever as the two shows combined for an incredible 11.3 rating and 18.2 share the Raw angle climaxed at a 6.2 5 to Nitro's 5.0 uh, for the Bret Hart Sting match, an angle that over the past three weeks has been a surprisingly hot ratings draw. Real numbers, that is 8.4 million homes and probably 12 million total viewers during the final six minutes of Raw and Nitro this week. So fucking staggering numbers here. An 18.2 share, which uh, for, for those that don't know between the ratings and the share, the ratings are the number of people who have access to the show that are watching and the share is the number of people who are actually watching television at that precise moment that have that channel on. So, 18 point to almost 20% of the people who were watching television that night were watching Raw and Nitro. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Over the past five weeks, Raw has actually drawn a higher rating than Nitro, but in three of those five weeks, Nitro has actually had more viewers than Raw based on having more viewers per home. In a close race, that means that ratings, which measure a percentage of households, not a percentage of viewers, don't necessarily constitute which show has the most viewers, so again, technicality was winning the ratings but in terms of viewers Nitro has had three of the last five so they don't give a shit about that though no they don't um, care um, but um, isn't that um, the fucking yeah.
1: stupidest thing of all it, it, it's it's a, it's a funny little quirk I grant you but it, as, as we're I'm sure we're all going to be in agreement perception is everything and particularly in the way that WCW operates and the way they react to things you know they, they, they will not be uh getting any crumbs of comfort from the fact that uh, (laughs) they have more viewers they are simply looking at that top that yeah that headline figure and bischoff sweating bullets
2: in England, this episode of Raw won with their 370,000 viewers to Nitro's 330, so the gap has been there slowly widening in Raw's favour over the last few weeks. Vince was featured as the cover story of this week's New York magazine, this is awesome. In the story, McMahon claims that the television character of Steve Austin is actually playing the real-life role of Vince McMahon.
0: <laughs> what a great line.
2: <laughs> the greatest worker of them all. Oh yeah, that's genius. Brilliant. Uh, the current idea is for Raven to do a losing streak gimmick which would wind up with his mother going on TV and saying he's made up all these stories about his uh, tormented childhood. Raven has been dying to do this angle for a long time. The idea for it all is to wind up with Raven doing a program to attempt to revitalize Roddy Piper. Uh, he's got two years left on his contract, although with the exception of Hogan and Page, there is probably nobody in the company who has been given as much control over getting a lot of TV time over the past year than Raven. So uh, that's the plan, Raven wants to be uh, revealed as a spoiled rich kid who uh, idolizes Roddy Piper. So Don't can... tell him
1: Kenyon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, comes? that comes, that comes out next month. next month. It might be next month. God, yeah. I didn't think that um, that was until well into 99. I thought it was later as well. Yeah,
2: now I think it's think it's soon I think uh, I think Mrs Levy appears on Mike no. sooner sooner <laughs> <rather laughs> than later. <laughs>
1: What is it with this company bringing in people's mothers? Mother's draw, we've already established this. Hey, it's the over 55 crowd, yeah.
2: The old girls, your crowd, love them. (laughs) The Sandman is going to be allowed to use the cane in WCW and the group that got him in, which is pretty much Raven and DDP, is working hard to see that he gets a push. So we'll see how that works off a cliff.
0: (laughs) I I love love the term push in WCW.
2: you had this before, a big push for Saturn, US title. (laughs) Uh, both Hogan and Warrior merchandise can't even be given away at the last two weeks of house (laughs) shows apparently so that pretty much tells all you need to know about the steam that has the wood ain't bringing in the bacon <laughs> <laughs> Eric Bischoff wants Rey Mysterio Jr and Juventud Guerrero to join the LWO and recently nixed any talk of Mysterio Jr joining the Wolf Pack, which we talked about in last week's uh, episode of the Timeline
1: he was just getting used to that backpack as well
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goldberg and Paige have been working on their match for Halloween Havoc at the power plant for the last uh, couple of weeks so DDP it's on the Pond Pilot and uh, we're ready to go I'm, I'm
1: sure the Sarge is there giving him tips
2: yeah making them do squats <laughs> where's Louis Theroux when you need him <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan's management is claiming that he isn't going to be doing any pro wrestling oh. when Ernest Miller did his interview on Nitro this week not only did he not mention Jackie Chan but he wasn't with Sonny Ono who was seemingly jumping onto a high profile media feud when Miller was being groomed for Jackie Chan nobody at WCW is talking about Jackie Chan being there anymore either so sadly no Jackie Chan he had been lost in that company he needs to be in Kai and Thai anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, all old yeah, my Gucci son. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great.
0: Anything to get more TV time for Wally
1: is good. <laughs> uh, there is, where is Wally? Where is, is, yeah, where's where is is he Wally? These where's days? Wally? Bring him back.
2: <laughs> uh, there's some talk this week of Terry Taylor playing a on screen heel booker. Great. So we actually found something that was worse than the Red Rooster.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, cool. And uh, Rooster isn't even there yet.
2: He's not there yet. That does seem. yeah. Gotta be real. Gotta be real. Gotta gotta be a shoot, brother. Uh, an article on the wrestling boom in Playboy is still on. However, a sable pictorial that was talked about is not. Seems the two sides were very far apart on money terms. But it's a big mistake on Playboy's side. With all the TV exposure, a sable pictorial will be a huge seller. prophesizes Dave Meltzer. Yeah, pervy Meltzer. It's oh, a mistake. <laughs> They've been working on signing up real-life tough guys to face Bart Gunn in brawl vol <laughs> matches. They've talked with Butterbean, but at this point his schedule doesn't allow it. They're thinking about bringing some ex UFC guys in as well. The talk was chemoing the their Tank Abbott, by the way. Potential future WCW World Champion Tank Abbott. <laughs> I'm just surprised
0: Vince didn't want to say, I suppose it was the angle, didn't want to you know, confuse the storylines, but... As he's mentioned before, he's the real-life Steve Austin, so Vince could have done it himself. Vince should have. Saved himself a shitload of money, and enhanced his
1: already growing reputation. It, he probably would have done if he hadn't hurt his ankle. That is true.
2: Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're also make sure that he doesn't give Bart a free shot. Well, <laughs> yeah, of course. But he doesn't really
1: owe Bart that, does he? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> well you will have to wrestle me in your 15 <laughs> uh, we go down to October 25th it's WCW's Halloween Havoc 10,663 fans sell out to the building a 0.78 buy rate for 273,000 buys a shit buy rate for a pay-per-view built around Hogan and Warrior primarily, it opens the uh, the pay-per-views of the video packages Hogan and Warrior it's been the the focus of the build and it does a worse buy rate than fucking Kane and Taker heel-heel uh, a
1: judgement day it's just a crap show <laughs> 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 what, what is it really to say what nitro or uh... Uh, well, nitro havoc I, mean, I, mean, we, we I, don't, talk, I don't hate halloween elements of it elements of it are absolutely terrible Goldberg page is far better than anything I could have possibly imagined it, going it in. felt like
2: it saved the show from going to the toilet yeah. after the previous match
1: regrettably the pay-per-view audience didn't get to see it but more on that later
2: yes Kevin Nash being Scott Hall by powerbombing him and then not beating him climbing over the top rope And walking to the back So that no one has to do the job oh, obviously uh, Rick Steiner Shock Is turned on by Buff Bagwell <laughs> uh, Bagwell then leaves the scene And Rick on his own Beats the Giant And Scott Steiner In a tag match To win the tag team titles The tag team champions Are the Giant and Scott Hall And Scott Steiner and the Giant Lose the belts To Rick Steiner On his own And then uh, Rick Steiner then no, beats- don't, don't,
1: don't forget The, the run in where Bagwell comes in with the slapjack, dressed as Bill Clinton, because let's be topical <laughs> and then also while a- afterwards, once Stein has won the belt Rick Stein has won the belts and left, we have the image of Bagwell's face as he's lying on the apron, crying out for Monica. <laughs> this company's got their finger on the pulse. <laughs> And then, of course, that
2: leads to the singles match. Rick Steiner finally beats Scott as well. So hopefully that's the end of this never-ending feud. But it gets it gets over well. Uh, I've, I've got to mention, obviously, Nash also, after he jacked up did the very cool crotch chop to the face. Slow crotch chop here. Again, showing that the cool stuff is on the other channel. Uh, of course, we've got to talk about it. Hogan and Warrior, the rematch. The Hogan-Warrior rematch, says Meltzer, may very well have been the worst high-profile wrestling match of modern times. Uh, spots missed as bad as guys in their first match but with two 40 plus former bodybuilders showing even less mobility and athletic ability than you would almost ever see in a ring uh, a baby face who clearly wasn't over and a heel that they clearly didn't like either all climaxed by Hogan attempting to throw a fireball with flash paper, nearly <laughs> setting his hand on fire and then elevating his nephew into the mainstream by clocking his once legendary foe with a chair so Horace Hogan joins the new world order which could never have meant more
1: yeah. you missed out the log roll the long oh,
2: road. genius! Yeah, so this whole match is so awful. It, it falls apart about the halfway mark. They do like a series of run-ins at the halfway mark. I'm sure a lot of people have seen this match, but after that, they're just struggling, man. They can't do anything. The crowd doesn't give a fuck about anything they do. The ref bump when Hogan bumps into Patrick is the shit, It's the worst thing ever. You can't even actually because he can't run. They do a drop down. He's supposed to do you know, Warrior drops down. He's gonna run over Warrior and hit the ref. So of course he can't. They can't do it. So he gets one leg over Warrior and then just elbows Nick Patrick in the face.
1: <laughs> Nick Patrick... Something that most of the world have wanted to do.
2: And then, because Hogan knows it looks so awful, Hogan's goes over there and drops a knee on him. <laughs> it's the shits. It's absolutely shameful. Log roll, Carl. Log Talk about this.
1: If you haven't seen it, you've got to go watch it. It really does have to be seen to be believed. Um, just
0: just read Death of WCW because it's the funniest thing you'll ever read. <laughs> just,
1: so you just this... Yeah, the, the image of... H- two missed elbows. T- two missed elbows with, with Warrior rolling out of the way. Which we've all seen before, N- nothing necessarily horrendous about that. It's Warrior remarkably showing he's the quickest of the forty year olds. The manner in which he proceeds to roll back towards Hogan. He reverses direction, folks. Mm. Towards the wood. Yeah. <laughs> now does the wood move out of the way? Oh it's wouldn't, <laughs> so not seen that. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He is the yeah. does, he, he does has the m- mobility
1: yeah. does, does the Woodster try and jump over the rolling log, which, which, over. which he's already managed to just about do earlier in the match? No, he proceeds to stand there, panic stricken with his arms out as if holding his arms out in the air is going to stop the log <laughs> <laughs> which I think is probably an apt way to describe this match it is quite the log it's abysmal
2: it's an abysmal match the stalling at the start was so fucking awful that I was mean, a Bisco fell
1: asleep <laughs> <laughs> he, he was taking some Z's and Larry <laughs> but it's just all, all this is terrible and they is this, this underlying point they, that they make throughout the show they've made it on, on Nitros previously but they make it during the pay-per-view as well this is a match eight years of making it happened eight years ago and when Kieran took for right perception this idea of fresh and stale and hammering home the fact that it's a, a match that we saw nearly a decade ago when you've got Hogan who people are already sick and tired of and worried that nobody wanted to see back you know just hammering that point home it's just just idiocy I think
0: you look at what they've done before you know Piper and obviously Hogan and all his crew always carries around with them anyway you can kind of in one respect understand you know the, in terms of ratings you can understand that the, the mindset is just completely lost in the context of the time it's like maybe two years prior it would have drawn I probably so in 95 yeah in 95 it would, have, I bet it would have drawn 96 it would have done
2: 97 perhaps perhaps but yeah stop g-
0: gap just that the rest of them is moved so fast you get these mm-hmm. new stars coming up left right and centre
1: um, and you've got the competition presenting this this fresher product this this you yeah.
0: know as well yeah so you got the, the, the competition's fresh with new guys you know that new size is always but it's the lifeblood of it of the industry you have got their own homegrown stars as well that could have been elevated but they weren't so it was all like you know the perfect mix of shite who badly wanted to get that win back yeah. and did at last well it's been playing on his mind so much he's seen warrior in the miracle <laughs>
2: Wood so, name, not the wood, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the main event obviously is actually really Goldberg versus DDP, although they don't promote it that way. Goldberg wins, hell of a match. However, Halloween Havoc went around 3 hours and 22 minutes in a time slot originally scheduled for a maximum of 2 hours 50. The decision to go past the scheduled 3 hours was a late decision, perhaps as late as the day of the show. WCW had planned the show out to go 3 hours and 15 minutes, and much of the heat has fallen on the company liaison to viewers' choice in the cable industry, who apparently didn't get the word out of the importance that the show was going longer than its initial scheduling. Because of that, about 25% of the systems around the country cut the show off before its conclusion, with different systems cutting off at different times. Cable companies around the country, including Time Warner in New York, and many of the TCI systems including major markets like LA and the San Francisco Bay Area, cut the show off before its conclusion and offices were flooded with irate phone calls for the next two days. How systems handled the problem varied. Most offered viewers the choice of the Tuesday replay for free, or a refund of the purchase price of $29.95, which varied from $10 in some systems, $20 in others, or the entire purchase price. Uh, in others, Virtually all callers took the refund rather than watch the replay.
1: The piss poor management of this company, all it would have taken was a phone call. It's not as if they needed to try and chance their arm. You know, well, we, you know, these companies aren't going to be happy, but if we just keep going, they surely won't cut the feed. All I have to do is pick up the phone and fucking tell them <laughs> we're planning on running late.
0: It's like driving your car and you're about to run out of petrol <laughs> and you thought... You know what? It's worked up to this point. Why would I expect? Because the petrol lights come on. Anything different to happen now? Oh,
2: he's been from experience from last week. By any chance? No. <laughs> I had petrol, troubles trouble stopping last week, not yeah.
1: starting. Okay. But God knows, we—they they had to run long. It's not as if they could have just shortened it to the schedule. how many matches on the show, by the way. There's 12 matches. Because they had to go long. Disco wrestles twice. (laughs) Because you had to have two disco matches. (laughs) You had to have the Steiner giant promo with me and G. Where Steiner tries to get out of the. Scott Steiner, this tries to get out of the match with his brother. There's a Hogan. Again, a Hogan Bishop. That's awful by the way. It's (laughs) a word. There's either either three or four (laughs) Nitro Girls skits. Answers on a postcard, folks. 0.78 0.78
2: is an awful number, says Meltzer. The WCW decline in buy rates coincide with, uh, starting with Bash at the Beach, the policy of not promoting most of the undercard matches and not even deciding a card until a week or two out. WCW has proven that simply advertising three or four matches and not an entire card is not enough to convince consumers to spend their money. Um, as part of getting the ultimate warrior to agree to do a job at the pay-per-view, he was signed to a new contract, which... Pip- <laughs> Which picks up when the original one expires. 36 shows for seven figures. Another million dollars down the drain.
1: Did they agree to sell his comic book as well?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here's a, a lost nugget from history. Yoko Zuna was asked to do a run-in in in the Scott Hall-Kevin Nash match at Halloween Havoc to attack Nash. He was offered $10,000 just for the run-in and turned it down because he said he was too busy. Hall then called him up personally and started yelling at him to get his butt down to the building, but Yoko didn't come. (laughs) So Yoko Zuna, I guess because Hogan wanted to get his win back over him as well, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) He was on a kick. Uh, Yeah, Yoko... Ten thousand for one, one off day to to come in and probably join the N.W.L. Oh, I guess it could have, yeah, he, he could have, he would have made a million from that company, easy but Yeah, yeah well, he was, he was, uh, he, he was fucking he was huge. <laughs> no, what exactly. are you going to do
1: with that company? Clearly, get your foot in the door. Yeah, then you're, then you're there, in the land of milk and honey. <laughs> <laughs> the next night, dealing with this
2: fucking chaos, W.C.W. Nitro: S Goldberg versus Diamond Dallas Page for free mm-hmm. on Nitro in a sincere apology because of the people who bought the show. Uh, is it uh, the ultimate mate good we're going to show everybody we well, apologize people well,
0: i'm sure the are so 75% of the viewers of uh, halloween have a pay pay <laughs> um we're we're thrilled thrilled with
2: that uh, gesture yeah.
1: having endured the show in its entirety <laughs> Rick Steiner
2: picks, of all people, Kenny Chaos of High Voltage to be his tag team championship partner since he won Uh, both the belts and, I guess for some reason, Bagwell is no longer allowed to be his partner. Yeah, I I sure as shit wasn't electrified by this announcement. (laughs) (laughs) The Horseman did not interview. Steve McMichael wasn't there as he no-showed after having too much fun in Vegas the night before. (laughs) Bischoff came out and said that he's made a lot of mistakes in the past. Uh, he underestimated Flair's popularity and said that Ric Flair would wrestle tonight on this show Uh, and of course Flair's all excited and says I can be ready in 10 minutes brother, he's ready to go And
1: uh, reeling off the names that he hopes to wrestle,
2: yeah and instead Eric Bischoff shows a tape of Hogan beating Flair from 1994 (laughs) (laughs) Judy Bagwell did an interview, she got booed and she wasn't good, which I think sums this up quite nicely because this is fucking putrid
0: what happened to her?
2: She f- it all fell ego, apart. Ego got to a head. Ego got to her head. When sure oh.
0: Michaels got on the
2: coke. Yeah. She says she loves Marcus, but she's had enough of buff. <laughs> Rick Steiner and Kenny Chaos keep the tag team titles being uh, Stevie Ray and the Giant. Chaos was somehow the best thing in the match. Giant looked terrible. He's gotten so slow with his weight gain and was paying so much attention that at one point he forgot to kick out of a near fall and the ref had to hold up the count, making everyone look dumb. <laughs> Ray Mysterio Jr. vs Kaz Hayashi was scheduled but was cancelled at the last minute to give more time for the Horace Hogan segments why wow. uh, did not an interview and even got a huge pop since it was in his hometown and he wound up cleaning house on Hogan, Giant and Vincent when they tried to attack him
1: they had Nitro in parts unknown I yeah,
2: never really thought about that, I'm assuming Arizona is what they're talking about here Scott Steiner and Scott Hall uh, go to a no contest with Conan and, fu- and Lex Luger, fuck me this match is hilarious in a match <laughs> that was a wild brawl with super heat that looked really bad Because they went to break, came back, and everyone was just gone. (laughs) They didn't even do a (laughs) non-finish. Last week, they fucking rang the bell for no reason. This time, they just cut it off, and we don't mention it again. I think Siobhan, when they come back, says, well, thank goodness we got that cleared out of the ring.
1: (laughs) They just... They have no right to be competitive at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Diamond Dallas
2: Dallas Page, in the main event, wins the United States title from Bret Hart with the Diamond Cutter. A very good match, and Bret destroyed Page... Uh, doing a super heel job at the end after the match and finally with about 10 seconds left Goldberg makes his appearance and the show goes off the air as he's run to the ring so you get about 5 seconds of Goldberg on this show other than of course the tape of his match with DDP so DDP comes off looking quite stellar here they make a big deal out of how yeah, he went toe to toe with Goldberg almost broke the streak and now he's US champion
1: and throughout this in- including the-, the length of his match with DDP throughout this month you've probably had about what 40 minutes of television and pay-per-view time for your world champion during this stage? Maybe. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm possibly being generous yeah. there.
2: Over on Raw on October 26th, it's a taped edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, Vince comes out and he's very pissed at the documents that Austin stuffed in his jacket at the end of the year hostage situation last week. Uh, neglected to mention that previously. But he's uh, he's trying to figure a way out of it. He's got his legal eagles with him, looking over the paperwork. Boss man's there, a balaclava. Uh, looking threatening. they announce what it is yet? Not quite Great. yet. No. They haven't. they're just kind of alluding they want a way out of the deal. Whatever this is. Um, x Pack is arresting Steve Blackman when the real man's man, Stephen Regal, clad in Doc Martens and plaid flannel shirt, uh, comes out and attacks x Pack. Uh, the New Age Outlaws trying to get involved and Regal tries to fight all of them at once a real man's man apparently Uh, appalled that X-Black has the European title is the storyline they're going with here Steve Austin has a new contract and the new contract guarantees at least one title match uh, which is going to take in a couple of weeks on Raw Shane McMahon appears in the middle of the standoff With uh, Vince on the ramp with his goons and Steve Austin in the ring, and reveals that he's the one that signed Austin, and gives a very heartfelt speech, really the introduction of Shane McMahon as more than just the annoying commentator. uh, From (laughs) thank goodness, (laughs) yeah. So, anyone's thoughts on this very dramatic South Park WTF-esque soliloquy from Shane McMahon here? Well, all I wanted to do was make you proud of me.
0: Of me. Uh, my bigger problem is what happens at
2: Survivor Series, and this makes no fucking sense. What well, the, the masterpiece show that is the, the greatest one night booking thing of all time <laughs> is a revisionist habit. Yeah, I guess it made
0: sense because back months ago, before Austin won the belt, or was it just after Austin won? Vince says, "You know, you make me money, so I'll keep you around. Yeah. But you Do things my way." So okay, but then you fire him. It's like you, you go to the fire and the thing, and it's. Everything comes so convoluted after that.
1: Because
2: once you've opened Pandora's box to the firing, why haven't you done that before or since? Yeah. You had your explanation for why you didn't, and that we could accept that. But now you've broken that rule, and now we've got to... a. Yeah, plus, you're the owner. You could fire him whenever you wanted. Yeah, and I suppose you could put a logic
0: there you know if that's uh, by not counting the, the, the fall for one of the for cane or Taker, that's like uh, a breach. He's breached. Yeah, he's he, he hasn't done his uh, duties as an official or something. So yeah, I'm, yeah. okay. But then, all that just
2: for Shane to... Come in and become a big babyface? Yeah, but then to turn again. Well, yeah. But for right now, when it's just Shane is a baby face and he's getting the Austin rub, Tiger Ali Singh wrestles the Godfather <laughs> live.
1: I can't believe Tiger Ali Singh's still around. <laughs>
2: he's around for a lot longer, Carl. <clears throat> Don't you worry. You're going to get your fix of Babu, whether you like it or not. <laughs> when they actually filmed this match, the crowd started chanting, eat shit and fuck you <laughs> really loud because they were bored with the match apparently this chant started a Wisconsin Badgers football game officials were all confused so they didn't know where it came from this eat shit fuck you chant <laughs> <laughs> so they just ended the match and had both guys walk out because the crowd wouldn't stop doing the chant uh, Rock- oh it works for WCW <laughs> yeah Rock Beach draws on this show Motley Crew. is this a intro test yes pretty much so Tessa's the bodyguard the unnamed bodyguard here to get rid of a fan
1: Vince hey, Neil looking like he's eating Vince Neil. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> X-Pac and Road Dog clumsily headbang trying to look cool during the, uh, the introduction for this thing it's quite horrible Kane beats Gangrel Christian gets involved Edge does a run in and the Brood forms in such impressive fashion that they all are run off by Kane who <clears> no-sells <throat> all their orphans but there you go the Brood is together Edge is now a heel uh, he's finally
1: come home Whatever that means.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we'll never find out. Kai and Tai versus the oddities and insane clown posse takes place. real uh, illustrious eight-man tag. So here's your Waiyama Yamaguchi fix, Kieran. Yes. You know what? Insane clown posse. We need to...
0: We spoke about these briefly. Briefly. They just... Let's,
2: they, keep, let's keep it brief Because here, they mate. deserve no more. Okay.
0: They just remind me of a smaller Heidenreich... And, a, and, and, and an X-Pack with dreads with a bit of face paint on yeah that, that's, I just can't and especially Violent J <laughs> fuck you Violent
1: J yeah, which one's Violent J he's, he's, he's the he's the high yeah.
2: okay yeah so Violent J and Shaggy Tudo going toe to toe with Dick Togo and Takamichi and actually kicking their ass <laughs> For, for a lot of this match they, they, they're they they're put over kind like here in impressive fashion in the ring uh obviously this whole thing has been leading to uh, as we mentioned before in the steve austin segment where he gets the uh the contract he had an ominous line where he said that the only reason he would ever not be here is if he quits which he'll never do vince then takes the wording and, and says okay we're well, gonna do an i quit match tonight with ken shamrock in the main event austin uses a steel chair on ken shamrock's head grabs his hand and taps it on the canvas, and the referee dubs that a finish, and we ring the bell. Steve Austin wins, the Stooges take stunners. Actually, I forgot to say, this is fucking great, when Shane's doing his speech and Vince is crying on the ramp. At the end, Pat Patterson tries to get in and console Vince <laughs> by putting his head on his shoulder, and Vince's like, get the fuck off me! <laughs> so he's completely just not having it from Patterson. Just, oh, well, we don't know where that leads. <laughs> Uh, Felt like a filler show, says Dave Meltzer here on the final episodes of Raw and Nitro. Uh, for this month. Uh, what appears to be a seven-figure catastrophe for WCW will ironically be viewed by people who view pro wrestling as nothing more than Monday night ratings as a brilliant move. Goldberg vs. Page on Nitro broke the all-time cable television viewing record by doing a 7.2 rating. Uh, this broke the all-time viewership record set by the Hogan Goldberg title change which did a 6.9. Uh, what is doubly amazing that this record was set during football season when traditionally a percentage of the wrestling audience is siphoned off. Uh, DDP and Goldberg 7.2 destroyed the uh, opening segment on Raw which only did a 3.3 WCW did one of its best ever ratings for a head-to-head situation and did win this week a 5.0 to the Raw's 4.5 Uh, Nitro captured 5 of the 8 quarters, but the Raw main event of Austin vs. Shamrock in the I Quit match beat Nitro's Page vs. Bret Hart US title change. Uh, The Raw main event did a 4.6 final quarter and 5.1 overrun to Nitro's 4.3 and 4.3. So uh, it gets the duke there. Uh, So there you go, the cost of that win, the victory for WCW Nitro, uh, will be estimated at more than $2 million in pay-per-view refunds, which will be shared equally between WCW and the cable industry. The cable industry is said to be fucking irate over Halloween (laughs) Havoc because it's a scripted pro wrestling and it caused untold man-hours in listening to irate callers over the next two days. Compounded by charges by uh, competitive wrestling groups that WCW did it on purpose as a ratings ploy for the next day. In addition, showing the Goldberg match for free was seen by the cable industry as killing any interest in buying the replay, which we'd mentioned previously. Uh, So there we go, ahead of the curve. But yeah, complete fuck-up. And again, we didn't even mention the fact during our evisceration of this mistake that they'd done the same thing at Hogwild very quietly that doesn't get the same amount of publicity because it was only during a Travis Tritt concert that no one gave a fuck about anyway but they'd, they'd made this mistake before and they did it again and it cost themselves two million dollars. Well, or actually three if you add Warriors contract extension <laughs> so a real victory for World Championship Wrestling here on Halloween
1: oh, no, I, just, I just feel sorry for the accountant what, captains uh,
2: October 27th, Dennis Rodman filed a lawsuit against WCW claiming he was defrauded in contract negotiations regarding the Bash at the Beach match. Dennis Rodman's claim is that he was guaranteed a bottom figure of either $750,000 or $1.5 million, plus 50% of all revenue that exceeded $3.9 million. However, the contract Rodman signed listed him as getting five, uh, 50% of all revenue that exceeded $5 million, and claimed he was defrauded by that contract and is suing to get an extra $550,000 uh, for his great performance where he slept on the turnbuckle at Bash at the Beach. Fucking balls on this guy! Defend him, Carl. You're your Chicago Bulls' uh, favourite.
1: No, the team have been broken up by this point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, it doesn't matter to you. No. <laughs> Expect the storyline of Steve Austin winning the Royal Rumble guitar match at WrestleMania, says Dave Meltzer, so the plan is in place. Uh, Jim Neidhart has been fired by WCW. Don't know what the status of David Boy Smith is either, other than he walked out of the October 22nd tapings and hasn't been back. Smith's new agent is trying to get him out of his contract so he can return to the WWF, although we'd be surprised if the WWF takes him at this point.
1: After he'd paid $175,000 for the privilege as well.
2: Yeah, can you think about this, this, this is Vince McMahon, he'd love to have them all back
0: so he goes just fuck with them all. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: do it some more. Uh, there was some talk of keeping Sting out of action until as late as January after the angle at Halloween Havoc when Brett beat him down. It's a great job if you can get it, says Meltzer. <laughs> this, of course, being he's just signed a contract, you know, a, a bigger contract for like $1.5 million and he's got taken off TV for the next three months.
1: In theory. Three months. In theory. In <laughs>
2: theory. Uh, on October 29th, the Steve Austin vs. Vince McMahon episode of MTV's Celebrity Deathmatch airs. So, again, this is just the continuation of Austin being kind of. we just seen more of him, like, yeah you know, as we've seen him talk about Rolling Stone previously and all the t shirts this guy's selling in our Celebrity Deathmatch, which felt very, very odd at the time. Again, just like think of we're seeing in real television, our wrestling stars are on the run. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, although it was actually, uh, it kind of came out that the most requested deathmatch they got was McMahon vs. Bischoff. Ah, really? But they never did, obviously. Uh, Also on that day, October 29th, Bam Bam Bigelow agrees to a three-year deal with the 90-day cycles removed for uh, for the first two years, with WCW on the weekend of November to remember. Bigelow, at the age of 36, has a wife who was seven months pregnant and has talked with both WWF and WCW, apparently looking for a big-money deal to try and solidify his future. He is rumoured to have been earning two grand per week with ECW, but was not under contract. So, there you go. But wasn't getting paid. But was getting fuck all. (laughs) One of the reasons, apparently, for the poor Undertaker vs Kane main event of the pay-per-view is because the Undertaker once again had back spasms as the match was going on, which limited greatly what he was able to do. It's
1: remarkable, because I had eye strain watching it.
2: Yeah, well, he'd actually used that back spasms excuse for SummerSlam as well, so uh, maybe he legitimately did have back spasms.
1: I think he's just got a touch of the Michaels.
2: don't use that as a term (laughs) the part of the big bodyguard from Motley Crue on Raw was played by Andrew Martin who should be starting on TV shortly Steve Austin was interviewed by People Magazine this past week and will appear on two of their year end issues, one as one of the breakthrough stars of 1998 and another as one of the sexiest bald men (laughs) (laughs) he will also be handing out an award at the Billboard Music Awards on MTV in December so again more of that wider exposure he's getting everywhere just to interject Who did
0: he beat out For that sexy's ball moment Like Picard Goldberg Goldberg <laughs> Goldberg, Goldberg and Picard
2: <laughs> Or <Omar> Johnson
1: <laughs> Scheme Gene Could have been in there
2: true that, true Horace it. Hogan
0: And Oakland In Ready to Rumble Did badger people About Am I Sexy He did Didn't he yeah, that, that makes sense Good <laughs> mm.
2: show Carl Good show Few would disagree, says Meltzer, with the assessment that WCW, through not grooming new stars, an over-reliance on the fading Hulk Hogan who is finally showing weakness when it comes to TV and pay-per-view, and storylines that largely make no sense, WCW has lost ground and for the first time can be labelled as trailing the WWF. The WF beats WCW more often than not on Monday. WWF has beaten WCW in comparing the pay-per-view buy rates for the last three months, which was no surprise in August or September, but in October, considering WCW is presenting Halloween havoc and the Big Hogan Warrior match is a huge surprise. Few would argue that despite having the weaker talent, the overall WWF product both at live events and on television blows away what WCW does. However, on October 30th, WCW puts tickets on sale for Nitros on December 14th at the Astrodome in Houston and December 21st at the TWA Dome in St. Louis. Despite huge WWF events being held a few weeks earlier in both markets, WCW did two of its three best on-sales in company history. St. Louis sold approximately 18,000 tickets on the first day and Houston has sold almost 17,000 at press time. WCW is riding the wave of wrestling being in and living off their success created in ninety-seven. The WWF is creating the new success. The WCW house shows only trail slightly behind WWF, but those numbers aren't going to stay close for much longer. If WCW becomes established as the number two group, not to mention all the no shows and lineup changes at every WCW house show, it looks like they're j- they're now sliding. They are behind the WWF now for the first time it can really be said, not by much, but WWF has taken that f- uh, that one step forward. Goldie just hit a fucking monster rating right the
0: week before, though. So that's right. What was their cycle of like running those those cities? quite frequent okay so yeah
1: i say the, the twa dome is one that they visited more than once i mean they, they was for some inexplicable reason they were still trying to book that building in 2000
0: i oh, just want so. in terms of souring the crates it's, it's all right melts talking about no shows and roster changes but that would i'd imagine that would affect you on the second go round if you like, wouldn't obviously if you're not witness to it or yeah a victim of it then that wouldn't affect
2: you so they take it would take time for that to trickle through you know? The betting line is still strong that Giants is headed to the WWF. There's a lot of talk that one or two other major names may be headed there at the same time he goes, and that this may all become official within a few weeks. Eric Bischoff doesn't want to do anything with the guys whose contracts are up over the next year unless they re-sign now. He's giving Jericho time on TV and Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit roles, but the other guy on the list is Mysterio Jr. But the other note here to end the month everyone seems to expect Kevin Nash to win the World War 3 Battle Royal and face Goldberg at Starcade and end the streak. Aside from pacifying Kevin Nash, can anyone come up with one logical reason why that makes sense?
1: I'm sure Kevin Nash has several. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there it is. I mean, at, at the end of October, the plan is in place for Goldberg to lose the streak at starcade 98. And, and that is pretty much... And we actually heard this in September. There was a note that we had in the, uh, the previous Observer where we were talking about how in September the idea was Goldberg to Hogan Hogan to Nash or just Goldberg to Nash
1: the the one constant is that Goldberg's dropping the strap yeah that's the
2: point so that pretty much closes out the notes for the uh, the month of October 1998 after this uh, month of television and abomination of a pay-per-view from WCW and uh, some interesting developments again they're staying on this risque path of WWF but uh, any kind of closing thoughts on, on where your kind of fandom lied at this point and where your perspective was of, a, of both companies? Because by now,
1: especially with that Hogan-Warrior match, more than ever it felt like the old man company. For me, there's, there's not enough to sink your teeth into, and, and the things that they do focus on are just absurd things <laughs> like like Hogan and the Mirror. Whereas, again, WWF it, fe- it feels like there's an energy there. The undercard's weak. We've talked about that before and, and Meltzer acknowledges it there but it, it has that sense of momentum and it still does feel fresh and because you're introducing the likes of The Rock you're giving mankind a new coat of paint you know th- things of that nature and it's just it's surprising to me my, my perception even at this point was always that WWF had pulled ahead I must admit in retrospect I think I've, I've I thought they pulled ahead earlier than this yeah me too and I thought I didn't think they were trouncing WWF by any means because i I knew that they that they won for the flair return. Um, uh, I believe they they obviously they won the night for showing Goldberg um, DDP obviously at the expense of uh, several million dollars. But hey, they won the uh, that everyone felt great on Tuesday morning. Even so, I, I, I did think there was a, a little bit more of a gap here, whereas in, in truth, it's it's very much nip and tuck. I mean,
0: truthfully, WCW was a fucking mess. But it's like Goldberg's numbers, if like. Just felt if you the answer's there, mm-hmm. handle him like the like Vince handles Austin, protect him. I'm mean, okay. Goldberg doesn't have the range of a uh, character oh. to be able to handle the eventual title drop in, in any situation. I think, but
1: they protect him. They protect him really well. They wrap him up in cotton wool and don't let him out. <laughs> 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 After something, they give him the, they give him the day off for uh, the wrong holiday, the wrong Jewish holiday.
0: him yeah. more going forward, but it's like you know, the, still the focus isn't on him as it's Hogan. No, um, but he yeah, shows you can draw massive numbers. WF they've got drastic lack of stars. Still, they've got, they've got a, obviously the elevating Rock now. Mm. Foley obviously is there as well, um, coming through. But to show you know to take the belt off Austin. it's I'm not sure the reason I've never read the reason I would assume it's because they thought they haven't got the fresh challenges to keep him rolling. So you gotta keep him You gotta create one. First, a first we've got to create one, which we'll get to five series in the interim they did this take a cane stuff. The only other i guess you'd, you wait, you come as the established stars on or at least established guys on the show and I'm reticent to call Kane a star. Um just through personal um malice. So they do this deal where they flip both of them, or what's happening with them? Who's the
2: heels? You know, it's kind of a bit of a WCW mess. I I, I think it's actually. I think this month it's actually, and maybe it's a retrospect, but I think this has been a very messy month that we've talked about for the WF The Rock's push, which was uh, the main story I thought in September, Mm. has completely been fucking downplayed. I think this month between doing the job back to Taker fucking around with Droz and Mark Henry and D'Lo, which, you know, I like D'Lo and everything like that, but it's not, it's not high-profile compared to the month before, or oh, it felt like a little bit of a relegation slightly, even though they were planning more, They it was a relegation for this month in a sense, and Austin's got no chances, so they just stick him with Vince, uh, mean like you say Taker and Kane it's a pile of shit this month I
0: think is there any case be made that this is a bit of an experiment to see how Rock does away from everyone else get to gauge a true level of what he's what he's drawing away from obviously he's not in there of any of the stars so you can't say oh Taker drew that rating or mm. whoever so the, the Sting uh, Hogan build it was you know, the, the, the same thing with Sting every week it, this one you know it's the Austin Man story that, you know it takes different twists and turns you know. Austin perpetually on the upper hand, but Vince is fucking with him. Vince can wrong him; he can wrong him, and he can fuck with him. Austin doesn't never lies down, so he's always so people always can see what's he doing next to get back. Yeah. Vince is Austin's always kind of winning the feud. He's always got the upper hand, even if he has got the belt. He's doing what the fuck he wants. He's, yeah. he's raising hell it's,
1: again as a sign of consciousness we, We've talked before about WCW going with the pat hand, and I'm, I'm sure they can they can point to numbers and explain that's why they they continue to do it. On, on the other side, when it comes to the WWF, doesn't it just strike as a sort of a a supreme act of confidence that the company have got in their position at the moment that they're willing to take the belt off Austin?
0: I think so. They don't take the belt off him and, and relegate him, they, he's still the focus of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. You know, everything does revolve around him still. And, get...
1: and no one does
2: anyway.
0: And is so. that carrot about the contract? He's going to get his title shot at some point. So he's not, he's not being relegated, he's there. What's he doing this week, though? So?
1: But it, it's just if you were to put WCW in that sort of that position, I, I know it's difficult to do, but just that sense of. You've been behind for so long and you've got the baby-faced champion who's hot. If that's WCW in, in, in that sort of go around, I say it's Hogan in that position, you know. Just this sense of if if the roles were reversed, I have a hard time picturing if WCW were getting beat that as badly as, as WDF were. If they then pulled in front with that person as champion, I I don't see Bischoff taking the belt off that person in the same way Vince does even if, even though as you say rightly say Austin's still the focus I could just imagine Bischoff running the title defences into the ground well,
0: they, they, they did they put them on as semi-main events or cut the pay-per-view short so they did run the champion into the ground <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but I mean but that, that this ultimately does come back to the, a, a wider overall point we talked about the, the Goldberg impact and this being a month where Hogan is clearly fading in value that last note the, 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 I find that last note there about how the plan is to get the belt to Nash at Starcade when the numbers indicate that Goldberg 7.2 for a core hour of Goldberg and that this is the, and they won the night with you know really really basically anchoring around Goldberg and the plan to take the belt off him and this isn't I hope this isn't too spoilerific because I know that everybody knows the end result of this war but for those who don't know I'm fairly certain 95% that WCW never wins again from now on really I think that was the last time they ever win in the Monday Night Wars. And, and I couldn't find a more appropriate note to end it on than the plans to take it off Goldberg yeah, after he's just done the rating that won them the night.
0: Look at it, yeah, they, they've got no foresight of what to do with him going forward, they're just planning to get the belt off him. Whereas the other side, they're planning on putting the belt back on Austin at the biggest show of the year, and in the meantime, making another top star in Rock to go against him in that eventual match.
2: Yeah so yeah night and day yeah night and day in terms of intentions so uh, with that said that wraps us up for the October 1998 edition of our Monday Night War timeline I want to thank everybody very much for listening as a quick programming note for next week we are going to be doing a show that I'm very excited about we got a suggestion I can't fucking wait for this we got a suggestion from Kaz Hayashi on the UK Fan Forum for us to talk about one of the favourite things of internet wrestling fans of the world over the sleaze thread Grime (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> forgery. Sex, drugs and rock and roll express is what we're, we're considering calling the show. We're going to talk about the ridiculous stories in the sludge thread and whether we believe they're true or not. Truth or consequences, if you will, around this oaken table. So again, we're bringing illustrious journalism to this podcast.
1: <laughs> and for those of you that are familiar with the thread, don't worry, this fine oaken table has never received the Jimmy Valiant treatment. <laughs>
2: So, with that said, we want all of you who are listening right now to engage with us on this one. On the Facebook page, on the forums, we're going to ask for your favourite story from uh, this thread. Why it's your favourite, whether you think it's true or not. We want your engagement on this fantastic thread that has been the source of much comedy for years uh, to internet wrestling fans. And we're going to get in on this action as well.
0: Yeah, come on, tell us why you think it is true, why it's not true, why it
1: might be.
2: (laughs) Why it probably is. Yeah, allegedly.
1: You know who started the rumour, perhaps?
2: Indeed. Yeah, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Wild speculation it's what it's all about here at SCG Radio <laughs> next week uh, for, for this show on the sleaze third. So thank you very much for listening this far. Can't wait to do this show next week. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back. And, of course, I'm very glad that we're going to end the show on this music. It feels appropriate. So, for Carl Jones.
1: Never last call at my bar.
2: And for Kieran O'Rourke. Later's Spiers. I am Liam O'Rourke, and we're out of here. Talk to you next week. Because
0: why no one got